is Erica, better known as E Fabulous HB. I am the uber nerd and founder of the Mommy Fab Project. That is my brainchild. Thank you so much for coming to my podcast and coming to this little space in the internet where I get to ramble about everything that's important to me that touches my humanity. And I hope that the things that I go through, the trials and tribulations and triumphs, actually inspire your humanity. See how I did that? Anyway, I had to change the housekeeping up because on Anchor, I always open up my podcast with music because I used to be a girl DJ. And then I kind of reference things about the song. But I realized that when my podcast is syndicated on other platforms, you don't actually get to hear that music. So it sounds weird, right? I'm talking about something that you don't actually hear on another platform. So anyway, thank you for being here. Sharing is caring. Please share my podcast because I might inspire somebody or somebody might be just as crazy as me and don't want to feel alone in the world. So there we go. You can always read the blogs and musings that inspire this podcast at www.efabulousHB.com. And I'm everywhere on the internet. I am efabulousHB on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Medium, Google Plus. <laughs> So, all right, um, yeah, that's how it works. I'm going to talk, hope you like it, it is what it is, and then at the end I'm going to do the same spiel, and I hope you share it. All right, so let's start the show. So this is the second recording of Tuesday Thoughts because uh, the first recording I was rushing. So I got a free pizza from Domino's and I was like, I'm going to be really creative. I'm going to pump out this podcast episode before I go get my pizza. And I took notes and I dug deep into my creative spirits. And then a possum came in our yard and scared the hell out of my dog. What didn't scare my dog was teasing my dog. And my dog let out this howl. Oh, my gosh. And I ran. And he jumped at the door. And next thing you know, delete button was hit. And podcast gone. Damn. So this is my second try. No, this is my third try because I recorded the second one. And guess what happened at the end? Damn, possum came in the yard. Dog went off again. Like, uh, I don't understand. It's like an invasion of possums in my yard. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so the agenda. Number one, what if you fly, darling? What if you are the person that's waiting yourself down from getting to the next level? Number two, love is finite if it's not agape love. Number three, he's just not that into me. That's okay. And number four, where are all the medical advocates that will help you navigate having an autoimmune disease? Okay, so let's get right into it. Number one, what if you fly, darling? So I'm going to tell you this story my dad told me. There was this baby bird, and he was in the nest. And his mama came, and she said, you know what? It's about time. you got to fly. And he was really, really scared. And he was like, you know what? I'm okay in this nest. And you bringing me those worms? I'm good. So I'm going to stay right here. 
And the mama bird was like, no, you're a bird. You were meant to fly. You were meant to soar. But he was so, so scared. And one by one, his brothers and sisters start taking off from the nest. And they were flying in the clouds, and they're begging him, come on, you can do it. But he was so paralyzed by fear that he, asked, he told his mother, what if I fall? What if I fall to my death? And his mother replied simply, oh, darling, what if you fly? And so I feel that. I feel that in my bones because, as you know, I have sarcoidosis. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Did I mention it sucks? Because it sucks. Um, so I have to go on medication. That sucks. And I'm just in fear. Like, I'm paralyzed, right? I'm like, oh, what if this goes wrong? What does that go wrong? What if I my body rejects us. Like I'm going through all the permutations about what's going wrong. And then like maybe a week ago, I finally just accepted the fact that this disease is not going away. Yeah. Even if you change your diet and you ate air burgers and kale every day, it's not going away. So you got to do something about it. And, um, I started to just accept it and talk to my specialist. And in my heart, I just told myself, but Erica, what if it works? What if the meds work? What if you feel better? What if everything is going to be okay? Maybe it's me standing in the way of my recovery. And I definitely don't want that. So I challenge anybody out there, if you're standing on the backside of fear, wondering what it would be like when you conquer your fear, you could be holding yourself back from the next level, the next win, the next echelon in your area of expertise. It could be you holding yourself back. And darling, you are meant to soar. So the next time you get paralyzed by fear, just tell yourself you are meant to fly. You're a phoenix. You are meant to soar high above the clouds in a galaxy. And take the jump. Do one thing that scares you, but that will ensure you'll be happier in your future. All right, number two. Love is finite if it is not agape love. Okay, so do you know the difference between agape and eros love? Agape love is kind of like the love that um, God has for us, and eros love is romantic love. I believe that unconditional love is agape love. That's the love that you have for your parents, the love that you have for your children, if you're a good parent, if you love your child, um, the love you have for your friends, the love you have for some of your other family members, and the love you have for your pets. Like, that's love. That's love you can feel. That's love that is pretty non-judgmental, unless you have, like, really judgy parents like I did. <laughs> um that's love that you can count on. That's love that makes you smile, that makes you feel good. Um, that's love that you can engage in without there being this kind of caveat, the pink elephant in the room of you getting hurt. Um, Eros love is romantic love. And it is terribly conditional. And it should be because... You don't want to give your love to someone that's going to cheat on you. You don't want to give your love to someone that um, doesn't respect you. You don't want to give your love to someone that doesn't clap when you win. 
You don't want to give your love to somebody who wants to subjugate you and feels intimidated by your intellectual prowess. You don't want to give your love to someone who's actually using you for money. Um, and you don't want to give your love to someone who actually doesn't want or desire you. Like, no, you'll be giving your love to some part-time sucker who really doesn't want you but don't want nobody else to have you. And that fucking sucks. Let me say it again. That fucking sucks. So um, I think that, that those wonderful moments of joy and love, they really, they really come from those who are really close to us. Um, but hey, let me not hate on Eros love because I love love. I mean, I have enough love stored in this amazing, magnificent, beautiful swelts. Can you tell I'm a little biased? Big old body to cover 10 galaxies. I mean, I have a very, very big heart. And I, when I love, I love at 300 miles per hour. And I know that there are couples out there that they have created agape love for each other. They do love each other unconditionally. And I champion those people because they're good human beings. <laughs> Just simply put, like, they're good human beings. Everybody's not like that. I believe the generation before the boomers they were just like, we got to make this life together no matter what. And I think boomers were more so like, we're going to make this life together and we're going to build together. And I'm going to try to love you as best as I can. But they also had that sense of pride and stability. Whereas though they didn't throw the baby out of the bathwater at the first damn argument. And then you have Gen Xers. Gen Xers is basically like, okay, we're going to hook up and we're going to be friends with benefits. And then I'm going to find somebody that I think is worthy and meet all of my superficial wants and desires in a spouse. And when they don't, I'm going to divorce them very quickly and move on to the next person. That's actually been waiting in the wings because I'm a cheater. So, <laughs> and then nowadays, across all age groups, everything is just microwave, right? You swipe left, you swipe right. I go out on a couple of dates, consummate, whatever, and uh, that person doesn't live up to your expectations. You have somebody waiting in your DMs, block, block, delete, it's over. That's sad. That's a very sad uh, commentary on humanity. But um, yeah, so that's just my point. My thought today is that love is finite if it's not agape love. And you know what? I'm okay with that because. I've been married, I've been divorced, I've been in two non-stellar relationships, I've loved a man with all my heart and soul several times, um, I've been madly in love with someone who wasn't madly in love with me and didn't love me the way I wanted to be loved. <laughs> I've, you know, dated guys where... Oh, I love an intelligent woman. And then they realize I'm really intelligent. And they're like, you're too bossy. You're too opinionated. Blah, 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 blah. That, 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 that. That's what all that shit sounds like to me. So, um, yeah, I love love when it's authentic, when it's real, when it's honest, when it's raw, when it's, when it's truly intimate, and when it has no other ulterior motives. I love that type of love. But uh, everything else, you could keep it.
And you can sell it for $19.95, honey. Okay, so number three, he's just not that into me. And that's okay. <laughs> the reason why I phrase it that way is uh, I've been on the internets, these interwebs. Uh, I've been looking at all this stuff on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Tumblr. Yo, if you got to put up some type of cryptic uh, message about someone making you feel unloved, then they don't love you. Leave them alone. Life is too damn short. Um, my mom told me this when I was 14, and I should have listened to her. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Okay? Okay. So she told me, if you have to wonder about if a person likes you, if a person loves you, if a person desires you, them motherfuckers don't want you. If you sitting there wondering... Yeah, it's a no. It's a no-go. And um, basically, I just to follow up with that, with what my dad taught me is that, um, and my mom, is that real love, real adoration, real respect, real affection, real intimacy, you can feel it. You'll never have to wonder because their actions and the way they make you feel will be concrete. It will be substantive. You'll never have to wonder. Like, there won't be no question. If you got to question somebody's motives and their intentions, they don't give a fuck about you. They playing a game. So um, I ran into a situation shortly after I got divorced. And I kept saying to my girlfriend, right, uh, I think he's just selling for me. I don't think I'm his type, right? But I kept dating this person. Because I just didn't, I, I think I was just in my cipher. Like everybody gets into a cipher after their divorce and you don't want to be by yourself. Like you're still sorting some shit out. And I really wish I would have just kind of went back to being a loner like I am and just made my way. But, and so I, I was in a relationship or whatever you want to call it with a dude that I was constantly wondering about. Like, I don't think he likes girls like me. I don't, you know, I don't think he liked the fact that I was really intelligent. I was a go-getter. I, I had all these things where I'm just like, this dude don't like me. Yeah, that's a waste of fucking time. Like, life is short. <laughs> I'm 45 years old and I have people dropping like flies in my life. No, you will never get time back. Time is a one precious thing that you don't get back don't waste your time on no part-time fucking suckers please that's what that goes for men and women if you gotta chase somebody if they are not reciprocating your warm and fuzzy feelings here is my uh non-official advice are you ready fuck them there you go <laughs> Seriously, if someone doesn't appreciate and doesn't value you, that doesn't mean that you are not valuable. And please hear me out. If someone you value does not value you, move away, move around, go and be with someone who values you because you are valuable. You're awesome. And if someone can't see that, 
them. Okay. Great chat. Okay. Number four, the last one. Where are the medical advocates that will help you navigate having an autoimmune disease? Let me just say this. I am a super nerd. So I read all the cases. I make sure that I am prepared when I go talk to doctors. Um, one of the main reasons is because I don't like being in a conversation with someone that has dominion over something I can't control if, I, if I'm not well educated. That bothers me. Like I need to be um, compensamentous when I'm in the conversation. Like I don't want someone telling me something and I can't make an educated decision about it. It bothers me. But also, I realize I live in a country where medical apartheid is real, especially when you're a black American descendant of slaves. Uh, Google the Tuskegee experiment if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So when I go into the room, I realize that I could be stepping into the room with somebody that doesn't value me because of the color of my skin, doesn't value me because of my gender, or doesn't value me because they think they're more intelligent than me. And so then I really got to make some educated decisions because... I don't know if this person actually respects my humanity. So, you know, it's always hit or miss when I go meet with a medical professional. I don't know what kind of notes I'm going to come out with. So I need to go in knowing my knowing what my disease does, knowing how I feel, being able to track uh, the symptoms that I have. Um, and it drives me crazy. But I'm college educated and I can advocate for myself because I've been advocating for myself since I was in my teens. I'm a fighter. What happens to the black and brown people who are disadvantaged, living in poverty, working class, but cannot advocate for themselves? Where is their help? Where is their assistance? Because if I'm finding it shit fuck hard to get this stuff done, and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm a knowledgeable person and a powerhouse, what happens to the person that has no support system? that has no way to look this up or is intimidated by the language and the verbiage of these papers and the, the diagnosis and the symptoms of their autoimmune disease. Who helps them? Who supports them? Um, I really think that I know that when I get to the other side of this, I am going to volunteer my time to help support and advocate for people with sarcoidosis. Because I believe in lifting as you climb. And if I can get through it, I want to help somebody else get through it. But I really do think that there needs to be a coalition of survivors or people who live, um, who have a good quality of life with their autoimmune disease, that they give back and they can talk to people and help. Help those people who are struggling, who are confused. Because I know they're out there. Because I know that I feel overwhelmed. And I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep up with all the doctor's appointments. I'm trying to keep up with all the results. I'm trying to keep up with all the scans. I'm trying to keep up with all the blood work. I know that I don't have a safety net, and I don't. my immediate family is not in the same state that I live in, so i got to do all the heavy lifting. But what about a person who doesn't know how to do the heavy lifting and neither does their family? They need help. So that was my thought today, that there needs to be a coalition to help people when they're down and out and they're suffering. From these diseases like we could all use a little bit of help we could all use a leg up with kindness and uh with our emotions as we go through this process okay that's it i think i covered everything that i thought about today 
I'm hoping I can sleep through the night and that these possums ain't out here tricking off having some type of house party in the back of my damn yard. Um, is your girl signing off? I would love for you to share your Tuesday thoughts with me. It's mad late. It's like 11.31. So late, so late, so late. I gotta go to bed. It's past my bedtime. But if you have some decent non-expletives well you can use a little expletives but not that much no <laughs> but if you have some decent constructive feedback to share on any of those points that's cool too all right so thank you so much for listening to my podcast i really appreciate you please share yeah please share someone else should be subjected to my craziness thank you good night Thank you so much for listening to my podcast listening to this episode you rock but now i want you to take action i want you to follow me yeah i need more followers <laughs> follow me at www.efabulousHB.com, or you can follow me everywhere on the internet i am at efabulousHB, facebook twitter google plus medium tumblr i'm there you can you can reach out to me and i want to say if you're a small business if you're um an influencer if you want to just come on the show and chop it up with me or you want to sponsor an episode of the show i'm so open to that right i'm dope i like to create stuff um so yeah reach out to me i'm so fabulous to work with and obviously, I'm so biased. So yeah, thank you for your support. I appreciate you because you're a superstar. Bye.